the Secrets of the Self-Made podcast, where lifelong learners share their proven formula to achieving what they desire most. These are the students of Self-Made You, who have invested in a higher education that is arguably more important than any other subject. They have mastered self to overcome obstacles and create what they once thought impossible. Now it's your turn to learn and listen from the student who has become the teacher. Class is now in session. Welcome back to the Secrets of the Self-Made. Today we have my partner in crime. We have Rhonda Ferguson. So she she's waving to you, even though that this is a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I forget. I forget. Rally's um, on Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Rhonda Ferguson is the advisor here at Self-Made You. And she was actually my very first interview when we decided to launch Secrets of the Self-Made. She has an incredible self-made story, self-made success story that we wanted to share. So if you want to hear that story, go back to episode number one and listen, because there is so much to be learned from Rhonda and all of her secrets to success. But we thought it would be interesting now that the podcast has been alive for over six months, we thought it would be fun to bring her back and to share kind of the evolution of her personal and professional life, because a lot has changed. So before we dive in, Rhonda, I have started asking all of my guests something about kind of their previous um, experience, their educational experience. So right now, all of our guests talk about their current experience with self-made you. But I think it's kind of fun to look through the lens of you as the younger Rhonda when you were maybe in middle school or high school. And what I want to know is, did you have a job that um, you um, were responsible for, either a paid position or maybe it was something like under your household um, while you were in school? Oh my gosh. I had lots of jobs. Everybody always calls me like the workaholic when I started babysitting from like my little brother. I have a brother 12 years younger than me. So it started when I was 12 years old babysitting. And then my first job where I got a real paycheck was for the the um, recreation department in our town. And I coached like a little t-ball team and a girl softball team. Oh my gosh, I was not a good coach. I can tell you that right now. But the job that sticks out the most for me is when I turned 16 and I could get like my real job. I had a girlfriend that was working at Happy Joe's Pizza Parlor in Minot, North Dakota. Oh my God. And it was like a beautiful, it was in the mall, beautiful pizza parlor that had one side was all like that they called them. It was like the ice cream parlor. And then the other side was pizza. And so it was all decorated for parties and it was lots of birthday parties. They made us girls wear um, red and white striped bloomers, not joking, red and white striped bloomers underneath this short red dress. And we had to wear our hair like in this little kerchief thing. And we had to wear red and white saddle, saddle shoes. I mean, I, that was like in the fifties. I am not, you know, part of the fifties, but anyway, um, 
oh, I hated wearing those things. So I always made sure I volunteered either as the, um, the dishwasher or the soda jerk, which is the person responsible for the ice cream treat. So I could wear the black slacks and a smock. It was way better. But oh my gosh, I can still see myself in that those stupid red and white <laughs> bloomers. <laughs> like that would really have gone over well today in today's society, right? Oh my gosh. After about a year, then they finally got rid of those and everybody wore the same thing. But yeah, it was so much fun. It was just a great job. Met a lot of really, really wonderful people and uh, had a lot of mistake pizzas. We used to call them where everybody could taste some pizza that got made that shouldn't have been. Yeah, that was not good for weight loss back in the day. And let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. That's awesome. Love it. Okay, so we got that out of the way. Now let's talk about our current education. And I would say that you and I are for sure being educated on the daily um, from our students, right? We learn from our students. They bring forth their thoughts, their feelings, and how they show up. And we have a chance to learn through them. And we get to teach different concepts that we take our learning to a deeper level through the act of teaching. So I'm curious, like what has changed for you through being in the role that you're in? You're now the advisor. You get to come alongside of our students and you're there to troubleshoot with them. You're there to kind of be that sounding board, kind of the soft place to land. Um, You've been through the program. So you, of course, you know, bring that experience to the table, but you're so much more than that. And so on the first podcast, we talked about kind of your experience as a student of self-made you. I'm curious, like what has the experience been now that we are, you know, two plus years in two and a half years in now into self-made mind and body and really coming alongside of some self-made success stories or a lot of self-made success stories, what would you say has been maybe one of the most profound experiences? Can you think of one that without naming any names, of course, we want to, we want to um, keep everybody's um, identity private, but is, if there's anything that really stands out to you as something that you know, has been really pivotal. Like I talked about in our class today, I talked about my reason why, why I keep, you know, um, building this business and what it is that I tether myself to. And it's, it is a, a compilation of, you know, inspiring stories that just keep fueling me. What is it for you? Yeah, Tracy, boy, I agree with you there. You know, um, when I first started, it really was more, it wasn't even really as an advisor role, right? It just kind of, that kind of evolved. I think as people felt comfortable with me or they were seeing me on our Zoom calls, um, I would start getting text messages about questions and different things. And um, I think that what's fueled me is how many of us were all in the same place. Like, it's like you see this repetition of, Everybody has, you know, so many come from a place of pain and I have felt so humbled and honored really to, to know that they feel comfortable with me, to be able to come with me with some really painful things and some really things that they've been struggling with. And some of it is food related and many times it's not. And so 
I just really feel like being there, the listening board and making, you know, just some suggestions or, you know, just really kind of guiding them in their, their thought process, you know, well, is it possible? I use that a lot. Is it possible that maybe, you know, things like that to get them thinking on a different track, um, feeling like I'm lifting them up that they're like, oh yeah, you know what? So they don't stay down in the trenches that they're really kind of coming out from it and learning from it. Um, there has been just some huge breakthroughs. And I will say, we have some very, very smart people in this program. Like I get challenged on a daily basis. I'll get questions that come in and I'll be like, hmm, I got to do a little research on that. Or, you know, I need to go to Tracy and say, what do you think? How should we answer this? And um, it's been, um, like I said, very rewarding and very humbling by the, um, the camaraderie and the trust that has been built through this, through this role. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, so many of our clients come through the door of wanting to lose weight and we have this really extraordinary opportunity to watch them lose the weight. And they think that, you know, that's the mission. We know that metabolic health is even more rewarding because that creates longevity. Um, we also know that mental and emotional health is even a bigger mission because that's, you know, the way you experience life day to day, right? So, um, and the energy from which you're experiencing it, if you have no energy, um, then your life will reflect that and probably not in the most positive way. And so um, it's been really like something very special to be able to watch these people walk through the door of weight loss and then understand that it is so much more than that. And then they take the concepts that we've taught in regards to solving the mind math and they apply it to their professional growth. Now they're generating incomes that are blowing their mind. They're growing teams that they never, you know, thought that they could achieve that size. Um, they, um, have started small businesses or, um, helped, you know, heal some relationships with maybe adult children or, um, you know, maybe within their social network. So over, we've helped people overcome over drinking, overspending, like it just goes beyond the weight loss, but what it all, you know, the, the link is the same. It, it always links back to your thoughts and how those thoughts make you feel. That's what drives your behavior. And so you are missing so much when you only look at your behavior, when you're only looking for a checklist of things to do to get different results, you might be able to create different results, but they're going to be temporary. If you don't link it back to the fundamental, the foundation of where it all starts, which is at the level of your mind. And so we teach that we teach it in the context of weight loss, but then we really hold you accountable to applying it to the other areas of your life. And it's been such a pleasure to be able to watch so many of our students do just that. So including yourself, including yourself, like you and I have become, we became fast friends and now you're just one of my besties and I get this awesome opportunity to work alongside of you every single day 
to co-create with you, to be challenged by you. It's just, I've never had this experience with any other person in my entire life. It's just been such a pleasure. And um, you have been going through a, a life transition over the course of the last you know, four or five months. And um, I'm, I watch you navigate that with such grace. And it looks like it's to the outsider looking in, it looks like it's just beautifully orchestrated, but because we're friends and you share with me your thoughts and your feelings, I know that, you know, it's not always what it seems. And so I, I thought it would be really interesting for you, if you don't mind sharing what you've been going through recently and some of your thoughts and feelings around that and how you've used managing your mind, solving the mind math to navigate it. Yeah, you're right. It's a big transition. So my husband got the opportunity to take an early retirement this year. And uh, we had always talked about when we were going to retire, that we were going to, we have this big map and we wanted to sell our home and get an RV and we wanted to travel the United States because neither one of us have really seen a lot of the United States. We've been very fortunate to be able to travel abroad, but we there's so many so much here that we haven't seen. <clears throat> so we just started with the map and put little pins on it. And then fast forward all of a sudden, a couple of years earlier than we we anticipated, uh, this opportunity presented itself. And so all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, we're gonna do this. And where do you start? And so there was a lot of daily thought downloads that I was doing. And as Tracy knows, I'm a box checker. So it's like, I always have a box and they're like my to-do list. But as I'm going through that, as you're doing your to-do list, we got to do this, we got to do this. And as anxiety was rising, I'm like, okay, I got to take a little pause here and write down what am I really feeling about this? Because part of it was, it's going to be so much work, right? It was just more of that physical dread but there was a much deeper emotion and that was, wow, we're like actually going to be selling our home that our kids grew up in. We're leaving our neighbors. Our kids are still here, but we're going to be leaving them. So there was a lot that I had to process through that. And a lot of it helped with my kids being very supportive and that type of thing. But yeah, I just kind of, I've had many friends say, where did you even start? And you know what? I can tell you the advice I give you is, you know, you kind of make your list. Rob and I both had our own list. You had like the to-do, you know, Yeah, it was all up here. I had to get it down. I had to get it down on paper because I was thinking, okay, so how do we start this? And it's not just the starting of packing one box. It's the starting of a change in your life. So processing those thoughts and feelings as I was going through it was really crucial. And is there highs and lows? Most definitely. Definitely there is, but way more highs. And when when I'm in a low, I just, a lot of times I had to process that feeling like, it's okay to feel this way. It is a huge life transition and to sit with it and kind of process that feeling and not run to the cupboard. <clears throat> I used to process feelings by eating, you know, a bag of popcorn or eating, you know, a bag of Reese's peanut butter cups. Mm-hmm. So it was much, a much easier transition for me to be able to, because I'd gone through the program to be able to know how to process that. So yeah, no, I, I did. I, I think we're 90% packed. I got, I'm, and everyone's like, why are you packed? You're not even moving yet. That's the way my mind works. And I've got this task and I wanted to get it done. And so now I can just kind of breathe and, uh, and it's gone really well. A lot of things have happened and we know we had, and there were so many things you have to do that you're not in control of. And that was another big thing. 
I'm not in control of the truck we ordered and why was it stuck in Mexico for three months? And the the trailer, we couldn't get the trailer because we don't have the truck. So now what are we going to, you know, there was all these different things and it all worked out the way it needed to. I just had to process my thoughts about it. And there was a reason why the truck was delayed and it's actually worked out perfectly in our plan more than we ever thought. Yeah. So there's like so many moving parts, of course, to (laughs) moving and um, buying an RV and setting off to travel the United States. There are so many moving parts. So the one, the the part in the story where you're currently at is your house is up for sale and you are, you know, kind of on, you know, you're playing this waiting game, waiting for somebody to want to look at the house and, you know, and all the things that go along with getting it ready very quickly and getting out and, and then listening for feedback and hoping that they're going to make an offer. That's where you're at. And it's, it is like you are on pins and needles and we just happened to have horrible timing from when we figured out we were going to do this to getting everything ready in the house to be able to put it on the market. Well, anybody has sold a house, you will know, you got all your little fix it things that you never even thought about because they didn't bother you because you've lived in your house. So you're getting all of that fixed and repaired and, and packing and staging and getting your house ready. And we happened to miss the, you know, the, the big time selling market by about two weeks. And so we've been like kind of waiting, like, okay, is there going to be, I know there's the right person out there for this house. And of course, that's really important to me too. I would love this to go to a young family. We've got a park across the street with a playground. And so a part of me, I still want that. But then another part of me is like, I just need to sell this house. So you kind of got that, some that anxiety and that angst and, um, and definitely keeping a house perfectly spotlessly ready to go at any given time there's stress with that because like I mean I have a pretty neat house but not like this so it was really it's definitely stress with it but we're I'm just like okay every time we have a showing it to go out and have like a fun little meal or we get to go do something fun so just trying to change the thought about it spending spending a lot of quality time with my my husband and my kids so that's been awesome Right. And you have your son from the Marines is home right now. Yeah, and so home. poor kitty has been sleeping on the couch. I'm like, you can sleep in the bed. I can make the bed. Oh, no, no. I'm not adding any more stress. <laughs> I'm sleeping on the couch now. Granted, they all love to sleep on the couch because it's the most comfortable couch there is. But then maybe because the TV's there. So they, they're taking advantage of that. But yeah. Yeah. So give me a give me when you're feeling like oh my gosh, this is taking too long, or I just want this house to sell. How does that make you feel? What is, when you have those kind of thoughts, those are very primitive fear-based thoughts that of course, every human being and under, <laughs> under the sun, who's under the same circumstance, is probably going to have those kind of thoughts, but how do those thoughts make you feel? You know, of course they make me feel anxious and I've shared with you, I definitely have a strong faith. And so there's been strategic it seems like God's had strategic messages for me and sermons and with devotionals that I've been reading. But I think first and foremost, I have kind of take a little bit of your advice when I just say, well, what's perfect about this? You know, what's perfect about it not selling right away? What's perfect about it taking time for us to get our truck and all of that? You know, it's all been a timing thing. And a big thing for me is realizing I'm not in control of any of it. Yeah. I'm not supposed to be in control of any of it and just to be able to let it go. And that's just really taken a lot of anxiety away. Yeah. So let's just break that down for the person who's listening, who's like, okay, I can totally relate to that circumstance. 
and you're like, okay, well, I notice I'm feeling anxious. So I ask myself the question, you know, what's actually perfect about this? Can you tell people like, what is the process that you're going through? So the first step, like this is all happening very, very fast. Yeah. Right. You're feeling anxious. A lot of people before they really know how to manage the feeling of anxious, they will run to a kitchen, right? Yeah. They'll open the refrigerator. That's that would that was my MO. But just because you've now mastered these concepts and you're putting them to play in a lot of different area, other areas of your life, just take us through like what are the steps? Yeah, well, I would notice it, name that I even have, name it. Like I notice that I've got this feeling and then I kind of name it. What am I really feeling? And then for me, I've, you know, I've done it enough where I really kind of peel back the later layers. So maybe I'm snapping at somebody and I'm like, I'm just so frustrated. And then I'll say, okay, so I'm frustrated. I know I've named it and I notice that I'm frustrated. But then I really will ask myself, okay, are you really frustrated? Is there something else going on? So you you just got to really ask yourself questions about it. And then I acknowledge that it's there, you know, okay, it's there. I feel this way. What's okay about that? What's normal about that? I mean, think about everything you're going through. What's normal about that? You know, and kind of sit with that each time you kind of got to sit with it a little bit. Yeah, that's where I start. Yeah. And then you're really good at coming up with like the next best thought, which for you, it, you have a strong faith. And so it comes really easy. You just need to be reminded of it sometimes that none of this is actually in my control and that you have faith that it's all going to work out. And that, that thought, that belief works for you, right? Because how does that thought make you feel? Yeah, because that makes me feel encouraged and it, it just makes me feel at peace. Now, I will say I have to practice this right now on a daily basis because it is stressful. I mean, it's just this is a stressful thing to go through every aspect of it, not just the fixing of your house and getting it ready, but the waiting. Oh, my gosh, we haven't heard anything for three days that, you know, there's just so much with it. So I ground myself every day by doing my thought download, identifying how I'm feeling, I do my devotionals because they really ground me. And I think everybody probably has their own thing that they use to ground them. And if you don't find something, it's just, it really makes a big difference. And being able to, to acknowledge it and know that you're going through that really helps with that next best, best step. Yeah. And know that, you know, there's nothing wrong with you because you're experiencing stress. It's part of the human experience. If your stress is like off the charts, that's good to know. And that's why we do a mental health assessment at SelfMenu on stress, depression, and anxiety, because those are different emotions that will impair your ability to plan. And planning is a big part. Making decisions ahead of time is a big part of the curriculum. So we want to heighten our awareness around whether you're experiencing those, those extreme levels. So you're probably not, you know, experiencing at at an extreme level, but, you know, statistics and research has shown that moving is a very high stress, you know, that will have some very likely will have some effects on your life. And so, um, it's really good to know. So you're experiencing that and you are willing to feel stress. You're, you remind yourself that you have the capacity, you're capable, perfectly capable of feeling stress and not eating over it. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Well, I'm not saying that I haven't from time to time, like caved. <clears throat> That's human. I acknowledge that. I don't beat myself up for it. Um, you know, there's, you know, the, the navigating through it and, and working through it and knowing, you know, how, how we, this program operates and what we do and the, the daily practice that we have with it, you just bounce right back. Um, Cause I, like I said, I'm only human. We all do it. We're all, there's always going to be a time when you kind of, it's just, it's just that all of a sudden that old neural pathway, it just shoots right down there and like, Oh, you need to have, you know, whatever thinking it's going to solve anything. It really doesn't solve anything in the moment, but um, it's definitely there. Yeah. So something else that we teach, um, not only how to manage your thoughts and your emotions and how to, you know, heighten your sense of awareness around what it is that you're feeling first and foremost, but we also teach concepts around your future self. Just curious, if you tap into your future self, where do you see yourself in the next, let's just say, six months to a year? Six months to a year. <clears throat> well, I don't know exactly where we're going to be, but I'm definitely going to be in my beautiful new RV. Um, and I'm going to be, um, if it's in the winter, I'm going to be someplace warm for the first time ever for a long period of time. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, maybe I'll be at the Grand Canyon. Maybe I will be at a NASCAR race. We have all these fun things planned. And so my future self is definitely telling me, you know, just wait, you've got this great adventure. It's going to happen. It's you're, you're going to be there for sure. So cool. Um, I didn't hear you say anything about self-made you. <laughs> okay. So definitely I am going to be taking self-made you on the road. So um, because of the way that we can work now, I am going to continue um, being the advisor for self-made you. Um because we've got it all figured out, you know, we can, we can do everything by zoom, phone, text, whatever we need to do. Um, everything's going to continue as it was before. And who knows what, what, what possibilities may be, um, offered to us once we get out on the road. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Anything else that you want to share? I think that's all I've got. You know, I was wondering now, Tracy, <clears throat> I have the same question for you. Did you have a very unique or some kind of a job when you were in high school? Did you have to wear any bloomers with any of the jobs that you worked at? <laughs> um, no, I think I like kind of assessed my options based on what <laughs> the uniform was. was. So <laughs> you wouldn't catch me dead in bloomers, but um, I worked at one of my favorite places was um a frozen yogurt shop called Yogurt Supreme. And it was close to my home, very close to my high school. It was, um, I got to work with really fun people. And of course, you know, it was kind of the thing. Frozen yogurt was just kind of entering the scene at the time. And so, you know, everybody was there. And um, yeah, I absolutely loved now. I, I, I actually don't see a lot of frozen yogurt places around, but it's, typically made with a lot of sugar. And so it wouldn't be something that would be my choice unless it was uh, no sugar added. But um, I loved, you know, the fresh fruit toppings and things like that. So it was kind of fun. It was fun to be able to create um, these, like, that's the extent of my creating in, in a kitchen is being able to um, put frozen yogurt into a cup and put toppings on the top. That's, and that's I know, right? <laughs> yeah, imagine that that's kind of, that's still kind of the extent of my cooking abilities, <laughs> cooking and baking abilities. So 
anyways, but yeah, that was a really, really fun job. So thank you for asking. So I want to just take this time to say, Rhonda, it has been such a joy getting to work alongside of you. I look forward to many, many years to come, even though I know you so desperately want to retire someday. I'm just going to keep that little hold on you. Um, And I cannot wait to just live vicariously through you and your travels. And it will be so much fun. We will definitely have you back on here to give our audience um, what it's like to live from the road. So I commend the courage and the capability, the confidence that you have modeled for our students, that you model for your family. It's just, like I said, it's so commendable. So thank you for sharing that with us. (laughs) Talk to you soon. If you are ready to overcome your biggest obstacles and create what you once thought impossible, I want to invite you to join the Self-Made Mind and Body Program, where you will learn how to master yourself. It's the only thing that stands in the way of what you want most. Learn more at www.self-made-and-the-letter-u.com.